The closest I've come to an authentic holy encounter was on a gentle October afternoon more than half a century ago. I had gone alone to a small suburban park just north of San Francisco. My mission that day was nothing special. It was simply to record natural sounds for an album my late music partner Paul Beaver and I were creating for Warner Brothers. The album, In a Wild Sanctuary, was to be the first of its kind dedicated to the theme of ecology and also the first to incorporate entire soundscapes, urban and natural, mixed as components of the orchestration. That moment was also my first attempt to record sound outdoors. As luck would have it, portable stereo tape recorders had just been introduced, and Paul and I had been given one of the early models to experiment with. I knew nothing about recording outside, and was frankly a bit unnerved about what dangers I might encounter, even in a carefully managed public park replete with well-marked trails and signage. All of my sound work to that moment had been from an interior perspective. Studios or film sound stages, places mostly without windows or connections to the earthly world beyond. It had never crossed my mind that there was another domain that could offer so much gratification, so many thrilling rendezvous, so much splendor, and moreover, a remedy for my lifelong affliction with ADHD. These feelings, mostly unexpressed in the insulated childhood biome where I spent my early years and in the places I would later work as a young adult, were freighted at that instant of recognition with a measure of uncertainty and trepidation. But by mid-afternoon on that fall day, the trajectory of my life had already changed. In the late 60s, most fall off-season weekdays in the park drew very few visitors. There were certainly none in sight where I had set up to record. I was alone with no distractions, standing by a small stream in the dappled shade of the redwood trees, listening to the soundscape through my earphones, I was immediately struck by an overwhelming impression of sanctity so unexpected and emotionally powerful that it almost brought me to tears. It wasn't completely quiet. True silence or no sound in the living world is rarely, if ever, encountered. A slight autumn breeze wafting through the forest canopy from the ocean just to the west, combined with a soft trickle of water from a nearby stream, made me feel calm for the first time that day. A pair of ravens passed overhead, the edge tones of their wing beats marking a course through the sky above as the birds soared off into the distance. Every acoustic element enhanced the vast illusion of space transmitted through my new headphones. There certainly was sound, but what was it about those particular resonances that caused such an intense effect unknown to me before? For one thing, the noises that always made me feel on edge and wary in the city were nearly inaudible, except for remote traces of park construction off in the distance. Mostly, though, I had found for myself a measure of tranquility, the kind that set in motion a direction and appeal I would follow for the rest of my time on this planet. Before that event, 
the noise in my life had been a constant din of acoustic distraction, an unhealthy condition magnified by my ADHD and consequential hypersensitivity to noise of any kind. Yet I was drawn to noise, like a moth to a flame, for the same reason that any of us are seduced, because it creates the allure of action, curiosity, competition, and the pursuit of the tenuous that I and too many of us cannot seem to live without.